Hello everyone, welcome to the very new episode of Azure On Air. Today with me, I have a very special guest. She is Eliza Benitez, who is a Microsoft MVP in business applications and currently a contractor and an independent platform consultant based in New Zealand. And she has also got 10 plus years experience with Dynamics 365 and she's a competent uh, uh, worker with Power Automate and Dataverse, Power Apps, Portals and AI Builder. So I'm very excited to learn more about what Power Automate is with uh, Eliza Benitez. I hope the audience are also excited to know more about you, Eliza. Hi, I'm Rita. Thanks so much for having me on the Azure On Air podcast. It's it's really cool to be a guest here. So thank you very much. Um, and so as Amrita explained, my my background traditionally is with Dynamics 365. So I started with CRM version four. So back then, it was called Dynamics CRM and Fast forward to 2018, that is when I fell in love with Cloudflow's in Power Automate. So back then it was called Microsoft Flow. And how I fell into automation with Power Automate is because of my Dynamics 365 background. So in Dynamics 365, it has its own native workflow engine. Now with the Dynamics 365 workflows, it's essentially, it's, it's restricted to Dynamics 365. So in other words, you can only do your automation within Dynamics 365 and only refer to pretty much the tables that live in Dynamics 365. And so what Cloudflows does is that it opens up doors in providing automation outside of whatever application or system that you're using. So in other words, if you want to grab data from a completely different application or or cloud service, it allows you to do that. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today. So I'm going to be talking about Parrot Automate in terms of it being a low-code platform. So if you are someone who isn't familiar with programming or, or coding in terms of automation, then Power Automate is a pretty cool way to get started with automation because it's designed for anyone and everyone to pick up, let's say, a template. And in that template, you can modify it. And, you know, within a matter of an hour or even a few minutes, you've got automation ready to go. Okay, so what I'll next talk about is how you can create these automated solutions. So in Power Automate, there is something called Cloud Flows, which I'll explain first. And then you've got Desktop Flows, and then you've got AI Builder. So AI Builder is something that's really cool. And I have experience in that, and I'll get to that later in the discussion. Um, but yeah, so let's let's talk about Cloud Flows. So with Cloud Flows, you know, how's it different from Desktop Flows? Well, Cloudflows is it's automation that lives in the cloud, and therefore you build automation using your internet browser, or if you're on iOS, so in other words, if you've got an Apple device, there's also the Power Automate mobile app, which allows you to create and manage your Cloudflows. And there are hundreds of connectors available with pre-built triggers and actions. So what's the difference between Cloudflows and Desktop Flows? Well, Cloudflows, it's automation that lives in the cloud. So in order to build your 
automated processes with CloudFlows, you need to use your internet browser and you log into the Power Automate Maker portal with your Microsoft 365 user credentials. Otherwise, if you have an iOS device, such as an Apple mobile phone, you can also download the Power Automate mobile app, which allows you to create and manage your cloud flows on the go. So how does CloudFlows work with all the applications and cloud services that exist out there? It does it through connectors. So connectors are essentially API service endpoints that other applications and systems have exposed and provided to Power Automate. So you can hook into applications that you're familiar with today, such as Microsoft Excel. But then if you also want to connect to, let's say, an enterprise-grade application or platform like ServiceNow for, let's say, managing your case or incidents within your organization, that's possible. And you even have a connector to Slack. So if you want to post a message to Slack when something critical comes through in your inbox, you can do that automatically. So this is all done through the hundreds of connectors that are available. And in each connector, there will always be triggers that are available. So triggers are essentially what is going to start or initiate or kick off your automation. And after the trigger, you have what we call actions. So actions are steps that follow after the trigger. So there is also an inbuilt capability with CloudFlows, and one of them is approvals. So if you want to perform approval processes within your organization across different applications, so let's say you are managing contracts and a contract gets uploaded in SharePoint and you want to execute an approval request from that SharePoint list item, you can do so using CloudFlows. So there's a lot of different trigger points of how you can get CloudFlows working in your organization. You can either have what we call instant CloudFlows. So this is where it's on demand. So you're manually triggering that CloudFlow. Then you've got something called scheduled CloudFlows. So if you want to do some automation on a frequency basis, or for example, if you want to send a daily reminder at 9.30 a.m. to your team as a reminder to say, hey, please submit your time entries, (laughs) you can do that. And then you have automated CloudFlows where it's waiting for an event to happen. So for example, if I go back to the use case earlier, when you receive a high priority email in a particular inbox, then go and post a message in Slack to a particular channel so that everyone who is a member of that channel in Slack is notified. So those are pretty much the three different types of triggers with cloud flows. Um, Yeah, and so the other cool thing is CloudFlows also support on-premise data gateways if the application or system supports it. So one example is you can create an on-premise data gateway to SharePoint. And the beauty of CloudFlows is that it's built on the same workflow definition logic as Logic Apps. So for those of you who are listening, 
you know, if you have experience with Logic Apps today, it shouldn't take too long for you to pick up Cloudflows as it's as it's similar. It uses the same workflow definition logic. So if you are already familiar with functions, then you're pretty much set to go in terms of building your own expression. Oh, sorry, I should probably explain what functions are to people who are listening and they're like, oh, what does she mean by that? So if you use Microsoft Excel today, you are probably familiar with functions already because when you use Microsoft Excel, when you create your own formulas and let's say you're trying to sum all of the values in column A from rows 2 to 10, you know, that's that's a function, that, that, that sum is a function. And then if you perform concatenation, so in other words, you're joining values from, let's say, cell A3 with B5, let's say it's first name and last name, and you want to make it, you know, full name, then you can use that function concatenation. So it's it's similar with Cloudflows. So with Cloudflows, rather than performing functions within the cells of your table, you're performing, um, sorry, you're using functions to transform the data from the different actions that you're pulling data from. So let's say, you know, if you've got a connector that's grabbing, let's say, all of the SharePoint list items from a particular SharePoint list, and then you want to transform that data into an array. So an array is just a list of records. And then you want to use that in a CSV table that you want to generate and attach it to an email as a file attachment and send it out to, let's say, your manager. You can do that with, with Cloudflows. And that's that's what functions and expressions allow you to do, basically. You're, you're transforming whatever inputs you're retrieving and making them into the desired output. And um, yeah, so I guess we should talk about desktop flows next. So we've covered the basics of Cloudflow. So what's the difference between a Cloudflow and a desktop flow? So earlier I mentioned when you're using Cloudflows, it's pretty much automation in the cloud. So in other words, you need to use your internet browser or you can use the iOS Parent Automate mobile app. But with desktop flows, um, it's an application that you install in your machine. So basically it allows you to perform robotic process automation of repetitive and mundane tasks on your laptop, your personal computer, or even a virtual machine in your organization. And how it does this is using a recorder. So it captures the steps that you're performing on your screen. So every program that you open down to the mouse clicks, down to what it is that you type, it will capture that in its recorder. And then all of those clicks and and steps that you've done are pretty much displayed as steps within the Power Automate desktop flow app. And it's, it's really cool because once you've captured those steps, you can begin to modify it as well as pull in any other actions or operations that are available in Parent Automate um, desktop flows. Now, the cool thing is if you have Windows 11, it's already pre-installed, so you don't need to install it. Otherwise, if you don't have Windows 11, then when you log into the Parent Automate Maker portal, it'll prompt you to download it 
um, if you don't already have it on your laptop or your PC or your virtual machine. And then once you launch the app, you use your Microsoft 365 user credentials and you're good to go. Now with both Cloudflows and Desktop Flows, both product teams at Microsoft have provided templates or, or samples. So again, you can select any template that you think is suitable for your requirement, or if you just want to learn how you know things work in Cloudflows and Desktop Flows, you can just uh, use that template, see what it does, run it, modify it to whatever your requirements are, and then you can save it. So they've done a really great job in terms of helping anyone in terms of skill level to get started with desktop flows or cloud flows, even if you don't have um, experience. And one of the great benefits of, of both of them is that you can actually use them together. So they don't need to work in isolation. You can combine both cloud flows and desktop flows. So for example, if I go back to earlier, we learned that there are three triggers. I talked about the the incident cloud flow, a scheduled cloud flow, and an automated cloud flow. So let's say if we pick something with a scheduled cloud flow. So if we want something to run on a daily basis at a particular time on a virtual machine, um, that would first trigger the scheduled cloud flow. And then you can call your desktop flow to go ahead and do that automation that you've built for that virtual machine. And um, that's really cool. I think it's really great that you can combine the two. Now, the only thing to take note of is the licensing, as you do need a power automate license to run desktop flows, either as attended or unattended in conjunction with your cloud flows. But um, yeah, hopefully that makes sense in terms of what the difference is. So, so I've talked about, you know, both cloud flows and desktop flows, but the other type of automation that I mentioned at the beginning that I haven't explained yet is yes, AI Builder. It's it's super cool. So for those of you who are listening, and again, if you have experience with the Azure services, then you probably know things like um, the form recognition service. So it's kind of similar to AI Builder, but AI Builder does a whole lot more, but it does use the Azure cognitive services that are available. So a lot of people think that automation is only cloud flows and desktop flows and power automate, but that's not true. So they also have AI builder, which has artificial intelligence, intelligence capabilities in the form of AI models. So there's four common steps with AI models to get it going, which is number one, you first gather your data. So what is your, what is your data set that you want to use for your AI model? And then you build the model with your data and then the third step is you train the model using your data that you've gathered that you said, hey, this is what I want you to look at and, you know, get trained in. And then the fourth one is to publish the model so that it can be used in your cloud flows. And again, because it's, you know, Microsoft and it's a low code platform, they've done a really good job in providing two types of AI models for you to perform really cool intelligent automation. So the first type of AI model is what we call pre-built AI models, which allows you to just get started immediately without having to gather your data and then build and train and publish your own models. So as of today, there are 11 and some of the commonly used ones are a business card reader. So you can actually use this 
in conjunction with power apps, but we're not here to talk about power apps. <laughs> and then you've got um, invoice processing. So if you've got a number of invoices in your organization and you want to automatically extract that data from your invoice and, and you know, send that data to your system that handles, you know, invoices, you can do that. There's also text recognition, there's receipt processing, there's key phrase extraction. So, you know, if you want to use this um, to monitor the types of um, you, uh, cases that you get, you know, whether to figure out the, the sentiment analysis, you can do that as well. And then, yeah, you have custom AI models, which is, you know, self-explanatory as in it's your own custom AI model that you've built. And these custom AI models, again, are uh, to do with prediction, um, category classification, object detection. There's also document processing. And there's also image classification using this other cloud service called Loeb. Um, I can provide like a, a link to where you can find out more about AI Builder. But um, yeah, there's also an amazing toolkit to get you started and it's called the Intelligent Document Processing Toolkit. It used to be called the Document Automation Toolkit, but it kind of had a name change. And basically it contains Cloudflows and a Power App to help you get started with document processing. Um, it's pretty much plug and play. So in other words, you install it, you get the um, authentication going, you know, using whatever user credentials, and then you just specify, um, you know, what inbox you want it to point. The AI Builder team have also provided a toolkit that allows you to do end-to-end -end document processing where it will automatically extract data from the document that you specified and trained the AI model to perform. And it will extract that data in a way where you can actually visually see that text that, well, sorry, the data that has been extracted through an app. And the nice thing about this app, so it uses Power Apps, is that you can validate whether that data that has been extracted by the AI model is correct, and then you can modify it. So let's say if you have a tax form, because I actually did a, a webinar on this. So I did a webinar on a real life form, which was the Rev, um, Revenue Quebec tax form. So this is for Canada, um, where I showed how you can automatically extract data from a tax form and then save that data into an application like Dataverse. So Dataverse is another service as part of the low code power platform. And um, in this webinar, I showed that it doesn't take that long to train the AI model to recognize the different data in the tax form and how it can extract it, including data from rows and tables. And it's, it's really cool because if you, if you told me, you know, let's say five years ago, that I would be able to perform all of that without code. I would have said no way, but it's it's honestly amazing. And I can provide a link to that webinar as well as provide a link to where you can find that um, toolkit that I've been talking about. And um, yeah, 
Yeah. So, uh, Eliza, having spoke about the complete power automate structuring, so you just gave us a brilliant explanation of what power automate is and what are the features within it and when to use what. And uh, we had enough input and uh, a brilliant knowledge on that. So, uh, apart from this, we also mentioned that Eliza is an expert in the Dynamic 365 stream. So, you're a very strong player in that. So, we would also like to hear about the Dynamic 365 from your end yeah sure so with dynamics 365 there's a variety of apps available today you have things like dynamics 365 for sales which is managing your sales opportunities and leads you also have dynamics 365 customer service which now has omni-channel capabilities so if you are a call center and you want that call agent experience with your customers, including things like having a manager um, listen in on the conversation or being able to pass a case or a phone call that you've received to another colleague, you have those capabilities as well. Then you have another app called Dynamics 365 Marketing, which is essentially allowing you to perform marketing capabilities such as not only you know, like news newsletters and bulk emails, but actually following the journey of a customer who is, you know, either looking at your your website or thinking about um, um, going ahead with your company for a particular promotion that you've done. And then you also have the ERP-related apps. So for small to medium enterprises, you've got Dynamics 365 Business Central. And then for larger organizations you have uh, dynamics uh, 365 finance and operations so those are just some of the common apps that I've you know rattled on about but there's a lot of dynamics 365 apps out there and with dynamics 365 you know these apps that I have mentioned there are connectors that are available today in power automate so let's say you want to automatically send an email when you've got a, for example, a gold customer. So a customer that has been classified as gold and you want to alert, uh, let's say the team who's looking after that gold customer, you can do that using Power Automate Cloud Flows. And again, if you are a company that's either using Slack or Microsoft Teams, you can go ahead and push those notifications as a message either in Slack or Microsoft Teams. Now with Microsoft Teams, you have the added benefit of approvals as well. So you can see any approval requests within Microsoft Teams, either through the approvals app or the, um, or sorry, or you can either perform um, approval responses within the chat itself or in a particular channel. But um, yeah, you also have the ability to use other products that are available with the Power Platform, such as Power Virtual Agents, which is a low-code um, bot builder, essentially, that can be combined with Dynamics 365, customer service, and I believe Power Pages as well now. But um, yeah, and, and because it's all part of the Microsoft ecosystem, you know, you don't need to work in isolation anymore amongst the different products and services. You can combine all of those 
capabilities. So if you are a company that currently uses Dynamics 365 today and you haven't yet adventured into Power Automate Cloudflows or even desktops, then hopefully after this podcast, you're inspired to do so. Definitely. Definitely, uh, the, the input that you gave was very inspiring and it is very, uh, uh, we would like to experience it more hands-on, Eliza. So, uh, 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 to conclude with this session, uh, I would like to know uh, what are the tips that you could give to the community. So, for every speaker who come in to Azure On Air, uh, we, we believe they are great experts in the Azure field, be it Power Automate, be it Dynamic 365, or any other resource that would rely on it. So uh, we would like to know more about uh, the tips that you would like to give to the uh, beginners or people who are trying to also learn Power Automate. Okay, so tips that I can give to beginners is what I mentioned early in the in the podcast, where if you're using Cloudflows, if you're using Desktop Flows, if you are interested in looking at AI Builder, there are pre-built templates ready to go for you with Cloudflows and Desktop Flows. Now with AI Builder, there's the pre-built AI models that I mentioned. So again, it's pretty much, um, as long as you have your Microsoft 365 user credentials, you can get started with Cloudflows, Desktop Flows, or even AI Builder. Um, so that's, that's one of my uh, tips for beginners. The other tip that I have is, there's also, I believe the sample labs in Microsoft Learn as well. But there's also the actual walkthrough modules that you can learn about Cloudflows, Desktop Flows, or even AI Builder. But then other resources that are available are people in the community itself. So for example, one person who has amazing learning content, both on Power Automate and Logic Apps, is Kent Weir. Now, I believe he's been a guest in the Azure On Air podcast previously, I think maybe like two episodes ago. So for those of you who don't know who Kent Weir is, he is a principal program manager in the Azure Logic Apps team, and he helps enterprise customers. Now, previously to this role, he was actually in the Power Customer Advisory Team, also known as Paracat, helping large enterprises with hyper-automation using Power Automate, Cloudflows, and Desktop Flows. But then he was also a program manager in the Power Automate team before that. And years ago, he was also in the BizTalk team. So he really knows his stuff in terms of both integration and automation. So I highly recommend you check out his channel. Um, In terms of real-life customer scenarios, the Power Automate site, they have amazing customer stories that you can read through. So one customer that incorporates Cloudflows, Desktop Flows, and AI Builder is Komatsu Australia. So there's a solution architect there by the name of Eric Chang. So he came up with an RPA solution and he developed this within four weeks through upskilling in Power Automate for Desktop and AI Builder document processing, again, through the Microsoft Learn uh, modules and, and documentation. So his solution um, build, sorry, the solution that he built is using desktop flows to verify the extracted invoice data with their purchase order data in an Azure Synapse data lake, followed by processing them into their IBM AS400 mainframe. Like it's a really amazing story. So I encourage you all to check that out. I will provide a link to that particular customer story to Amrita so you can 
check it out after this podcast. And then I also want to do a shout out to Sandy and Daniel, who also run the Flow Pro Shop. Um, they're doing a reboot in the new year, so keep an eye out for it. But basically, they cover all new things with Power Automate that has recently been released. And they also feature guests in the community. So it's pretty much like a, a live stream, but they also provide that recording of that live stream on their YouTube channel. And then, of course, I'm going to plug myself in here because I also have my own YouTube channel where I share my knowledge of cloud flows. In particular, um, it's how-to videos. And I also provide how-to videos on how you can do automation with Dataverse. So please follow me there too. Definitely. So uh, such such a bundle of knowledge uh, would be definitely encouraged by our audience as well, Eliza. Thank you. Thank you for spending a lot of time in our show. It was a brilliant experience for me as well and for the audience. A lot of learnings and a lot of uh, understandings from you. So thanks a lot for explaining us what Power Admit is. So we're looking forward to talk to you in other shows as well. Thanks.